the Tennis Gambling Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase. Save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or the NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN. Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 10% off a VEASAN Pro Annual subscription when you use promo code SGP, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, promo code VEASAN. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Now, it is currently Monday evening, September 25th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Reichel, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun episode, but a shorter one, only two matches to preview because it is final time in Shangdu and Zuhai. So we're going to preview the matchups between Safulin and Zverev, as well as Nishioka and Kashanov. Before we get into any of those two matches, do have to do what we always do, which is recap how we did in the last episode. And for the semifinals, we absolutely crushed it. Ended up sweeping the lock and dog picks. Starting off with the lock. We had Safulin on the money line of minus 108 against Musetti. I still can't believe that Musetti was favored initially in that matchup. And I say initially because we actually beat a decent line move. We got Safulin at minus 108. He closed at minus 125, and he beat Musetti in straight sets. And on top of that, he did not face a break point in the entire match. Musetti was fine. Safulin was better. His aggressive style of tennis really kept Musetti on the back foot, and Musetti serving-wise was okay. But he slipped up every now and then, and Safulin was aggressive enough to capitalize as he won 6-3, 6-4. For the dog, ended up having Nishioka on the money line at plus 120 against Karatsev. I said in the episode I thought that Nishioka should have been minus 115 instead of plus 120, and he looked like the favorite because he played very well. Karatsev was up a break in each of the first two sets, but I mentioned in the episode that I figured Nishioka's consistency would eventually wear down Karatsev, and Karatsev would have a couple of lapses in either concentration, and I thought that his strokes would occasionally self-destruct as he tended to have some dips in his play in the first couple rounds, and he did. You saw Nishioka break back immediately in both sets. We were also kind of fortunate that Karatsev did get injured in the middle of the second set. He was up 4-1, got injured, and then immediately lost the next five games to lose the match. So Nishioka won 6-4, 6-4. Bit of an underwhelming semifinal slate, though, because all four matches ended in straight sets. But for us, once again, cash two easy winners with a minus one away and a plus 120. And on top of that, it's even better news for us because in Chengdu, we have Safulin and Zverev in the final, which is significant because we gave out Zverev and Safulin to win the tournament, so we automatically win an outright in Chengdu, which is nice. Of course, we're rooting for Safulin because the payout is much higher with Safulin compared to Zverev, who was in the plus 100s. He was plus 160, I believe, to win the event. So hopefully Safulin wins the final, but if not, we still end up adding another outright winner to our collection. To go through the other matchups, though, since I just mentioned the Nishioka and Safulin matches, Zverev beat Dimitrov, what else is new? It's Groundhog Day. Dimitrov can't beat him, just simply put. I mentioned in the video in the episode yesterday, Zverev owns Dimitrov historically. Dimitrov was really never a threat to beat Zverev. It went to a breaker 
in the second set, but Zverev took a hold of it early on. Classic Dimitrov performance where he looks good for the first couple rounds, then gets buried by a guy in a high-pressured situation, and classic Dimitrov. It's why he doesn't win anything. It's why I've roasted him on the show for two years. And as a, once again, if you ended up backing the leans on the show, you did well as well because we thought Zverev would win, and he did. So a nice win there. To go through the other match, though, you had Kashanov against Korda. This one, we really didn't do that well on, but we also didn't pick anything. We kind of thought that there was a little bit of value on Kashanov, but I couldn't trust either guy. Kashanov had not played much tennis since coming back from injury, and Korda's a head case. So I leaned to the over, which was wrong, but I, you could tell from the episode that was my least confident pick. And hopefully, if you ended up backing any of those two guys, you picked the right one because it could have gone either way, but Kashanov was more solid. Korda had a lot of visible frustration, which is kind of unlike him. Usually Korda, despite being a clown, is very reserved with his emotions, kind of like Karatsev, where you see guys make a lot of unforced errors and make a lot of dumb decisions, but they really don't wear those decisions on their face. Korda was really annoyed. For decent portions of that match, and I don't know if he was turning over a new leaf, trying to be a little bit more animated during his matches, but it was a little bit weird seeing Korda be visibly distressed, and Kishanov took advantage of it. So, once again, Kishanov's in a final against Nishioka. That is a rematch of an Australian Open match that was pretty one-sided. We'll see how that goes. But to get into the overall final matches, we're going to start off in Chengdu once again. Both matches taking place at 7.30 a.m., so I'm going based on alphabetical order. But for Safulin's Zverev, Zverev is a massive favorite at minus 275. Safulin is plus 230. For the spread, Safulin plus 3.5 is minus 112. Zverev minus 3.5 is minus 108. Over under 22.5. Over is minus 104. Under is minus 116. For the alternative over, 21.5. Over is minus 150. Under is plus 120. If you want to go for the set spreads here, Zverev to win in straight sets is even money. Safulin to win a set is minus 130. And Safulin to win in straight sets is plus 450. Match to go to three sets is plus 150. Match to end in two is minus 180. So to start off with the head-to-head, they faced off one time in their careers. Zverev did beat Safulin in the French Open back in 2021. Does it mean anything? No. Safulin is mostly a hard court and grass guy. He is not good on clay at all. It was also two years ago, and Zverev is at his best probably on clay. So that means nothing to me. I'm going to toss that in the garbage. Safulin has been a player that's been in great form for the last year, that was before he made his rise, so that doesn't mean anything to me. I'll, I'm going to disregard that previous head-to-head result. Now, Safulin is a guy that has really impressed me over the last couple of months. The first time I really acknowledged him was actually from a bet we lost on. We had a goot, you might remember, in Wimbledon as our Cinderella run there in the bracket, and Safulin kind of stole his entire run and then lost to the likes of Sinner in the quarterfinals. But the reason why I bring it up is because it's kind of a betting lesson that I briefly want to segue into. Just because you lose a bet does not mean that you can gain anything from the overall loss. You're not going to gain money immediately, but you can gain money from in the future if you learn more about the two players that you actually watched. And one of the perks of the batista Goot match was that I got to watch both guys, and I got to really learn more about Safulin's style. And even though we ended up losing that long shot outright on a Goot to win the quarter, which wasn't close once again, we did get to see Safulin play a lot. 
in those five sets. I got to keep watching him throughout Wimbledon. And on top of that, I got to see him in the U.S. Open. But it kind of puts a fool on my radar. So even though we lost one bet in the short term, we did make money in the long term by following a guy we really didn't know much about, which is kind of the beauty of the sport. You have so many players that have a lot of talent, so many that can fall through the cracks and be very underrated. And that's kind of a reminder. If you're betting the Challenger Tour, same thing. Keep an eye out even when you lose bets on the overall performance of both players. Try not to be biased from a specific point of view. Try to learn more about the players so you can bet on them or against them moving forward. And Safulin's a perfect example of that because, once again, I didn't know much about him, but I learned about him in Wimbledon because we lost money fading him in a spot, and we've followed him ever since, and it's worked out well. But that was my brief tangent there. Now back for the actual match. I really like his game. That was the main point that I was trying to make. He's very aggressive, very solid forehand. And I think my favorite part of his overall game is a bit of a niche area, but I love how he steps in on the second serve returns. He is very, very aggressive at stepping inside the baseline on some of these second serve returns. And it's really worked out. I saw it against Musetti in the match on Monday morning, and he was dominating the second serve returns. And I do think that can be an area where he takes advantage of Zverev, because we've mentioned several times on this show, and a lot of people have already noticed this. Zverev is a very big and strong guy, but his second serve has always been his Achilles heel. He takes a lot of velocity off the second serve. And if he's not careful, Safulin is going to rip that backhand down the line on some weak second serves. And I do think that Safulin can get some breaks because of it. Now, to mention the path of both players in this overall event, Zverev had his easiest match in the semifinal because he beat Dimitrov in straight sets and he ended up dropping a set to the likes of Kikmanovic as well as Kotov. So Zverev hasn't exactly looked that dominant up to this point before the last round. And even the last round, he did face a couple breakpoints against Dimitrov. He fought off all of them, but he did he did look vulnerable at times. And I do think that Safulin, who has won all five sets here, can really pounce. And the main takeaway that I had from the initial odds, I think this minus 275 price on Zverev is ridiculous. I think Zverev should be around minus 180. I think Safulin is actually that good. And I do think that Safulin is playing at a top 20 level. You might remember Safulin was the guy who blew a two sets to nothing lead against Tommy Paul in the U.S. Open. But he has the ability to really take over matches with his firepower. And that's the exact style of play you need to have if you're going to beat great ralliers like Zverev. And I do think that Safulin, I don't want to compare him to Karatsev, but there are similarities, and I mean it in a good way. Safulin has the firepower of Karatsev, but it's more controlled chaos. He really does not hit as many unforced errors. He's smart with the shot selection. He's not afraid to come into the net, but he's very aggressive, and I do like the fact that he constantly puts his opponents on the back foot. Now, Zverev's good on the back foot, but if he's going to beat Zverev, he really can't afford to try out-rallying the guy. He's got to try to be aggressive, take control of points, maybe come to the net and look for a break. But I do think his style of play is actually a pretty good fit for a potential upset in this spot. Now, Zverev wins, would I be shocked? Of course not. Zverev's a top 10 player, and Safulin is, in my opinion, top 20. So there is still a battle in terms of talent dis- discrepancy between these two guys. But I do think that Safulin is very live to win this match, and I do think that this price is insane. Give me Safulin plus the three and a half and the money line, but I am only to the over as well. I do think that's a- that Safulin will 
not winning straight sets. I think that if he's going to win, it's going to be in three. And I do think that Zverev will go down swinging, but I do like the over in this match. I can see a tiebreaker. I can see a couple ways to get there. Give me the over two and a half sets as well at plus 150. Give me the marathon. It's a classic underdog and over angle. I see a close battle, and I think these odds are definitely off. Now, moving on to the next final between uh, Kashanov and Nishioka. I mentioned earlier that this is a rematch of the Australian Open match, and it was a really weird match because Kashanov won the first two sets 6 0 6 0. And then Ishioka ended up losing the third set in a breaker. It's one of the weirdest score lines I've ever seen. I'm not sure I've ever seen a score line like that before. But a double bagel into a tiebreaker, which is very odd. Nishioka was battling an injury, I guess, early on, and then he just snapped out of it. But I want to point out, Kashanov has had the success head-to-head-wise besides that Australian Open match. In fact, Kashanov is 4-1 and one head-to-head against Nishioka lifetime. And to make matters worse, Every match was on hard court. So I do think Kashanov has an advantage. I do think Nishioka is alive, though, because he did end up beating Kashanov in D.C. back in 2022. So I do know Nishioka can handle it, but I do think uh, Kashanov should be the favorite in this spot. And I think the odds might actually look a bit short at minus 145 for Kashanov, plus 125 for Nishioka. As for the spread, you have Kashanov at minus one and a half at minus 120, and you have Nishioka plus one and a half at even money. The over-unders at 22 and a half. But for alternative overs, you can find 21 and a half over at minus 165. The unders plus 135. If you want to go for sets, Kashanov to win in straight sets is a plus 165. Nishioka to win in straight sets is a plus 275. And the over two and a half sets is plus 145. Now, going into the semifinal episode, I said that I thought Nishioka would win the event. And the main reason why I said that was because I thought that Nishioka would beat Karatsev. I had no doubt in my mind. I thought Nishioka was going to beat him, and I thought it was pretty straightforward. However, I did think that Kashanov and Korda would kill each other. I thought you'd see a long match there, and I figured that Nishioka would be able to capitalize on a fatigued winner of that semifinal match in route to a title. But that didn't happen. Uh, Kashanov won in straight sets. The first set was closed. Then he opened up a big lead in the second set. He almost blew it, but he held on to win. So it was pretty straightforward. And I do think that Kashanov in the head-to-head should be a bigger favorite than minus 145. Now, the argument is Nishioka has been very good since the first round where he dropped the first set 6-0. He's been dominant ever since. And I do acknowledge that Nishioka is very good in these hardcore events in Asia which is where he's gotten a couple of titles. But I do want to at least point out that based on the 4-1 to head-to-head record, Kashanov really should be a bigger favorite, and I do think that the odds on Ishioka really don't make me that interested in him because I thought that I would take a flyer on him going in if he was plus 150, plus 160. He's not. I find it really weird that Zverev is minus 275 and Kashanov's minus 145. Now, the ranking between those two players, once again, is a pretty similar ranking disparity to the to this match, and yet Kashanov is over a dollar cheaper, which I think is a bit absurd. So I would have taken Nishioka for the value if it was 150 or above, but it's not. At 145, I got to play the number. I got to take Kashanov. Kashanov's very solid. He's got the firepower. He's got a good serve. And unlike uh, Karatsev, he's not going to bury himself with unforced errors. Occasionally, maybe, 
But Nishioka also isn't a great server, which is a problem. And I do think that Kashanov will be able to generate a lot more break points throughout this match. But I do think, once again, Nishioka is not going to go down swinging. I think that Nishioka is going to make this match interesting, maybe a breaker at times. But I do think that Kashanov will have more positive moments than negative. And I do think eventually he's going to wear down Nishioka. So I am kind of changing my mind going into the semifinal matches to now. I do think Nishioka has had a great run, but this price is off and and Kashanov's in much better form than I thought he was going to be going to this event because he was barely playing tennis after the French Open. But he looks very sharp, and I do think he's in line to win this event. So I'm going to link to Kashanov on the money line at minus 145. I think that price, simply put, is too cheap. As for the actual over-unders, I am going to lean to Kashanov player prop, team total over 12.5 at minus 130. I don't think it's going to be that straightforward. I do think that Kashanov is going to be in some stressful situations, but I think he's going to get out of it. And I do think that you're looking at the scoreline that he had with Korda, where he won the first set 6-4, and the, sorry, the he won the first set 7-5, and the second set was 6-4. I can see a similar scoreline where you end up seeing Kashanov win, but there is a 7-5 in there, maybe a 7-6, maybe he loses a set. Give me the over on the team total at 11.5 and minus 130. But Sorry, the over 12.5 and minus 130. I do think you might see one set with seven games going to the winner. But that's going to wrap it up for my thoughts on the final matches. Now it's time for the Lock and Dog picks. But for continuing that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about all of you, but I love attending sporting events in person. It used to be very difficult to actually find the platform that made buying tickets easy until I found the Game Time app, because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Personally, my favorite feature on the app is the images of seat views, because in the past, when you used to buy tickets, you used to kind of be taking a leap of faith in order to get tickets that you think were going to be good, but maybe you ended up with an obstructed view and you realized you wasted money once you got to the event. It's not the case with game time because with the images of seat use feature, it'll show you the exact view you'll get when you purchase the ticket. So that way, you know, for a fact that you will be getting the view that you wanted. On top of that, Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget plenty months in advance. Game Time has has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Sign tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5 for 5. From now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of the first deposits up to $500. Plus, there's also $100,000 Sundays, which continue on Underdog Fantasy. Total of $2 million in prizes all season long, $100,000 in prizes this week, $10,000 of 10 people this week, new sweepstakes every week at the NFL season. And you should definitely watch along and make picks and maybe make a little money over Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. It's Underdog, promo code SGPN. 
We're brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 10% off a VEASAN Pro Annual subscription when you use the promo code SGP. VEASAN Pro Annual subscriptions are great for betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other VEASAN shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. And the winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. Step one is to go to vsun.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. Step two is to go to sportscampockets.com slash vsun to submit your proof of purchase. And if they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an extra piece of the action. So go to vsun.com slash subscribe, use promo code SGP, and then go to sportscampockets.com slash vsun to submit. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the final matches in Chengdu and Zuhai. Now it's time to get into the lock and lock picks for the show. I think I decided that I was going to skip the nishioka Kashanov match in the locked dog section. Simply put, I really didn't see much on the match I actually liked. Kashanov I'm picking because I think the price is too low, but I can see Nishioka winning. I don't really see much of an edge in anything with that match. I think that Kashanov has the price edge, but it's not enough for me. I think that once again, that match could go in theory either way. So I think that I'm going to pass on that for the sake of the lock and dog picks. As a result, I am going to double dip in the Shandu match between Safulin and Zverev. For my lock, I am going to go to a team total. I'm going to go with Zverev team total over 12 and a half games at minus 120. Simply put, I think the dog is live in this match. So you might see a competitive two sets win for Zverev or maybe a three set win for either guy. But I do think once again, that script does result in a good team total number for Zverev. And I think this number is too low. Now Zverev, despite making the final here, has gone over this number in each of the three matches went to three sets against Kotov had had a total of 17 games in that match against Kikmanovic. He had a total of 18 games as he won in three sets and Zverev and Zverev against Dimitrov, even though he won in straight sets, did have a total of 13 because he went to a tiebreaker in the second set. I can see a tiebreaker here. I can see a seven, five. Once again, I can see a three set match, but I think 12 and a half games, for the favorite here is too low in what should be a competitive match in my eyes. Now, if Zverev does win 6-4, 6-4, will I be annoyed? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. But I do think that Safulin can make life difficult, and for that reason, I am going to give the benefit of the doubt to him, and I do think that Zverev will be pushed to at least a 7-5 set in one set or potentially in danger of losing a set. Safulin is minus 130 to win a set. So I do think when you're looking at all the other odds, for different bets that does suggest you're looking at a marathon match. And with that being the case, minus 120 does feel a bit cheap here. Give me Zverev team total over as my lock. And for my dog, I thought about either Safoul and Moneyline or the over two and a half sets at plus 150. I decided to go down swinging 
Give me Safoul and Moneyline at plus 230. Simply put, it's a value play for me. I mentioned in my eyes, I thought that Zverev should have been a minus 180 favorite. I think Safoulin has been massively underrated the entire tournament, and I do think that he is very alive to win this match. So I think that Zverev should be the favorite, obviously, because talent-wise, he's still better than Safoulin. But minus 180 sounds about right. I think that Safoulin should be closer to around plus 150 on the money line. So if you want to give me 80 extra cents and give me plus 230, that's a massive amount of value, and I'm going to go down swinging. I think that at times... When you gamble, you have to find positive EV spots. And I do think that this line is just mispriced. And I'm going to try to capitalize on it. If Safoulin loses, would I be shocked? No, he's against a top 10 player in the world. But I do think that Safoulin is a top 20 talent. And it feels like the odds makers have not really adjusted to that yet. And I do think there's a great spot for him to win his first ATP title and kind of shock some people. But to go through the overall style of play for both guys, I really do like how Safulin's style of play matches up with Zverev's. And I do think that if Safulin can be very aggressive with the second serve returns, he can find a lot of looks. Zverev did not get broken against Dimitrov, but he had a couple of shaky situations that he got out of. And I do think that Safulin can capitalize on those spots. But Safulin has a lot of firepower that he can unload on from both wings. He can go to the net, pretty underrated volleyer, pretty good server. I do think that he has the game to pull off this upset, and I think this price, once again, is way off. So once again, my lock and all picks of the show, I'm going to go with two picks in the same match. My lock is going to be on Zverev, team total over, 12 and a half games at minus 120 on DraftKings, and my dog will be Safoulin Moneyline at plus 230. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Show Radio. Find me on a bunch of other podcasts with the network. Find me on the NBA show, the WNBA show, MLB show, NFL show. You get the point. Uh, heads up, though, for next week, we are going to preview two other hardcore events. We have Astana and we have the China Open. So we're headed to Kazakhstan and we're headed to Beijing, China. So keep an eye out for those. That's going to be at some point in the middle of the week. Until next time, though, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.